welcome to the Green Print Podcast. We are here in episode number four, part series four point one point three. Um, no, I'm just messing about. It's episode four. Um, back with myself, Lloyd and Josh. Hello, as always. But today we've been joined by Scottish superstar Mike McLaren as well. Hello. Speak up a bit. Hello. I don't need to speak really close. Yeah, speak. Close, speak clearly. There is no subtitles for Scottish Mike today. I can't, I can't promise anything. <laughs> so Mike um, works with me uh, down at M3 Perform. Uh, we've worked together for a few years, good friends, and he's got a lot to offer on pushing yourself. And what we're going to talk about today is going to be about your processes for hiring staff. And um, if you're in a group training business, there's all likelihood that you're going to have somebody within your business that's going to be partly coaching some of your sessions and um, we're also going to cover on what jobs and what sort of services within your own business to outsource to other people and um, how to go about that so we're going to be discussing outsourcing and hiring coaches and hiring staff so we're going to get kick it off we're going to start with hiring coaches and um, Josh start us off how, how do you go through a process to hire a coach okay so at the minute we're where I'm at with my business, we've got a, a small team. Um, one of my big ethos is with my business is I always intend to keep a small team, um, a high quality team of people that can not only coach but can do the whole package. They can sell. They've got personalities. They, they they've got great people skills, and also people that are looking to be here for the, the, the long haul. Really, um, my biggest threat to my business, I personally believe, is a conveyor belt of staff. Um, I want a team that know the business inside out, know the philosophy, they know what I expect of them, uh, and they also know what, they, what they're going to get from me. So when I've actually gone to hire staff, I've bared all those things in mind first as well. I've understood that there's no point rushing it when I intend this person to be here for years. Um, so I've took the time in the whole process, I've understood what kind of personality type I want and how they're going to fit into a particular team, and wanted to hire the same person over and over. And uh, with my situation, I also hired one member of staff in the early days, um, and it was actually a friend, and uh, we went for a long training process, so I suppose from that side of things, you can look at that you don't always need to hire an experienced coach, for example. No. You can, you can find somebody with the correct personality type and train them up. The old school so, skill verse as well, right? Exactly. And then the other three members of staff, so we're a team of five now, we're all brought in within a three-month period, and... Uh, I identified three different coaches, yeah, um, three coaches with three different sets of skills who were all working elsewhere and I basically headhunted them and made them offer they couldn't refuse. They got, uh, <laughs> the fucking God's behind that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got an envelope in the post, a touch on the shoulder. Yeah, a horse's <laughs> head in the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the point I was making, I, I haven't actually, even though I'm going to talk about it today, gone through the process of things like Indeed or or putting on websites or anything like that. I personally went headhunted because I knew I wanted people long term, and I know that it's a great company to work for. I've made it a great a great deal both ways. Um, I knew that, like I said, once I made them the, the offer and I found the right people, I know I'd have to go through this process over and over again. So the angle I'm going to be coming from today is take your time, find the right people, and you won't even have to have loads of systems for this. No, I think the big thing to get the right people is that you've got the right offer. Um, if you're offering a PT 
10 quid an hour, you know they can get more elsewhere. So it's not a great offer. You offering them, not giving them clients and low money is getting even worse. And you get yourself into a big hole by trying to essentially do one over on a good coach. Mm-hmm. If you want to hire a good coach, you've got to pay good money. Um, I always consider myself a decent coach. I and mean, I got offered to teach boot camps for 20 quid an hour. I told them to send you because I didn't think I was worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be outside teaching a boot camp in the first place. I didn't want to do it for less than what I was trying for a PT session. And, and PT generally struggle with the with their own value but when you start when you start to show them what they're capable of within a, a decent uh, process whilst taking advantage of of their um maybe their hastiness to come into your business and yeah. um, it's only going to end up with what josh said being a conveyor belt uh, which is what happens that we've all been to a commercial gym you know um where they bring pts in that aren't ready and that don't get sold the, the, the proper system uh, they bring them in for a month or two they struggle they leave and then they bring somebody else in and they do the same if your offer and if your um, job process isn't a high quality one then you're not going to get high quality candidates to stay if that makes sense well, people want don't they? they want good money obviously yeah they also want progression and, and being challenged and uh, uh, the way I always think of looking at it is these footballers that stay at one club throughout the career because <laughs> let's say Ryan Giggs right yeah. he will have had so many offers to leave and at times probably had offers for more money mm. but ultimately he was happy where he was mm. and footballers don't leave clubs unless they're either not happy or they get a better offer elsewhere mm. and it's the same with, with workplaces yeah, like ours if, if somebody I was trying to put myself in, in other people's shoes right now if I put myself in my, my guy's shoes I wouldn't move either. It's a good deal. I'm happy that was challenged. We've all been in the same direction. Yeah. And if they were getting a better offer, I'd shake the hand and never would move on. Yeah. So that's why I think it's always you should always be looking to have a fair deal both ways. What do you think, mate? Any thoughts on that? You'll bet you're like the football comparison, right? Love the, <laughs> love the football comparison always. Um, no, I, I think uh, what Josh was saying there about the um, the right type person as well but you know you're talking about the the, the personalities and the, the, the style of coaching the philosophies as well and everything around training I think that's that's really really important I've been in commercial gyms and I've been in, in studios where there is maybe one or two coaches there that maybe either weren't ready or maybe don't quite fit in with the philosophy or where the gym's going or, or what it's about and uh, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't create the the best atmosphere, the desired atmosphere. Yeah. You know, it can, it can, it's a, you know, it's a real elephant in the room at times. Yeah. So I think you know that's for me that'd be one of the most important things is making sure that you have got someone there that fits your beliefs and the way you like to to run things. You know, um, and uh, go from there. Yeah, I think yeah. that's very important. Um, personally, I've only I've only hired two um, coaches for my private studio. I inherited some coaches, and I was actually very very lucky that. Um, <laughs> That's the harder bit as well, by the way, Robert. Yeah, that was the harder one to do. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very fortunate in the in the process of inheriting a couple of coaches from the gym that we took over. Um, the all but one were great guys, really really nice people. And girls. And yeah, yeah, yeah guys, <laughs> and girls, yeah, yeah, and girls. So um, and the, our philosophies are very similar. We got on personally. Um, that we we all agreed with. What, what the gym should feel like, what the place should feel like, and they were happy that we were taking over and that we were pushing it into a certain direction and everybody's uh, progressed because of it. Um, 
since then, we've, when we've needed more, um, I had previously worked with Michael, um, hired him for his first PT job in the commercial gym when I was a the manager there, and knew that he had what he took then. So when I met Mike, he'd never PT before. Um, he'd fresh off his course, um, but I knew that he had the potential to make a good coach, so I took him on and he became a good coach. Um, he was at the commercial gym, I knew he had the potential to be a great group training coach and to really help, really be part of the, um, of the gym and be part of the atmosphere in the gym, so I took him on and, and, and well, we, I, we, we offered him a, a place and he thought it over and he, he made the choice to come over and then the, the second time I needed, needed a coach, luckily I had an old friend of mine who was a good coach, lives across the road from the gym, who needed to come into the city centre, so it was... The opportunities arose and, and I took them as, as it came through. Um, the process of searching and hiring a member of staff is something that we, not so far in the future, will have to go through. Um, and it's a tough one at first, isn't it, when you think about it? It's a tough, like you said, going through Indeed or Monster or whatever, the other job search that about. What did you go through? I was through Indeed. Yeah, the thing is, I don't think it matters too much, the website or anything like that, that's no. almost the lead. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, so I don't think we should even talk about that too much, I think it's the process, isn't it, once yeah. the lead comes in, like you've done it many times, um, so how do you almost vet this person? Mm. Like when one of my members of staff that I got actually came for a recommendation from Lloyd, and that would be one of my top tips, mm. get them for a recommendation, that yeah. person already knows them, can vouch for them. Yeah. Um, and, and at the end of the day, they've seen over a period of time, because obviously everybody loves everybody within the first couple of months. Yeah. Everybody, but things can change when you start, things they aren't going so well. Yeah. So recommendation is a really good one. I think people don't do it enough. They speak to friends within the industry. And if you don't have any friends within this industry, that's because you're taking staying too closed off. So straight away, network with people, which is a different topic entirely. But yeah. um, if you've got friends within the industry, get recommendations, such on previous contacts that you've got. Yeah. That's a really, really good one. Um, I think having a process in place for when that does happen as well, even if it is a, um, a recommendation for somebody, knowing that there needs to be some form, because so many people, we've seen it before, we? things people who have got small gyms or group training businesses, and they go, yeah, this guy's got in touch, He's, he already does group sessions, so I've got him in doing a boot camp tonight. What? Yeah. You haven't got a fucking clue who this person is, you know. Um, there has to be some sort of, some form of interview process. And like I said, I did previously manage um, the PT side of a commercial gym a couple of times, in fact. Um, so I've done a fair bit of hiring and a couple of firing as well, which went so nice. But I've um, done a fair bit of interviewing and hiring. And um, I used to work, I can call them, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? I used to work at Lifestyle Fitness and I was running the interview process there. And they had a three-stage interview process, which I actually really liked. Um, because to me, it meant that somebody was taking it seriously, and I used to treat it that way. If if, if I felt that somebody had turned up and wasn't taking it seriously, which is what happens a lot of time with jobs, um, then they weren't getting a job. Like um, I needed them to commit. I actually I went through the process um, of interviewing at uh, Ultimate Performance as well. Um, a few people might have heard of them, um, and it was really really strenuous. I, you know, I had, to, I had to commit to it. I had to go down to Mayfair. I had to go down twice. I had to turn up at another time for a third one. Uh, there was, so there was three processes. I had to design a 12-week program for it. They, they scrutinised you over it. It's like a gauntlet. Yeah, it was a real gauntlet. Yeah, well, it, it made sure that you're serious. But it made sure that I was serious. And it made sure that when um, 
they, they were handing out the jobs. They got given to the right people that had the right attitude, and um, it was a, it was a bit of a grueling task, but. Oh, fair play to him. That's the reason why they're, why they're making so much money, you know. Well, as it's well, a, I mean, if you're willing to go through that, you're looking to stay long term. Absolutely. Like an industry that go, could do, say, a bit extra cash for the next two months. Mm. The process is going to last a month, then yeah. it's plant B straight away. Isn't yeah. It? So I personally, I wouldn't interview somebody once and give them a job. I'd want to interview them once. I'd want to see them train because yeah. I can't be doing with people that can't train themselves. Yeah. Not to say that you need to be in amazing shape. Just saying that if you can't bodyweight squat, then I can't have you teaching my guys how to bodyweight squat. Do you know what I mean? I can't have you teaching my guys kettlebell swing if you can't even press a dumbbell over your head. I think, I think as well, you know, the time you'll save through those processes, you know, like, you know, talk about interviews of people not taking it seriously. You've got 40 people to interview. And yeah, so yeah, each interview's yeah. taking you half an hour. There's 20 hours of your week straight away. Mm. And if most of that is just people who aren't, don't care, aren't, aren't interested. Yeah. A lot of time wasted because you've yeah. got a process in place, something they need to. I just said they have a gauntlet type yeah, thing, like a, absolutely. For, for one of a better word, you should be um, you should be doing this process thinking, if I'm going to want me to do this again for a while, you're going to get absolutely. this person in, really invest in him. I don't turn them away for petty reasons, and I don't mean lateness because that's not petty, that shows yeah, the characteristic. No I mean things being, like, oh, that guy, I didn't like the way you showed that person on you can work with that. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. but things like that attitude, you can't work. So mm. when I say petty, I mean, oh, he's not the finished article. I yeah. remember, it's not the finished article. Well, it's, it's, it's the correct attitude. Skill versus work, skill. Like, yeah. There's a lot that can be shown. So we agree that we need an initial maybe sit down form form interview. Yeah. I mean, everybody should do it their own way, but some form of yeah. sit down interview to yeah. start with. I would like to see somebody train, so I would get them in to do a class. As simple as that. They need, they, they need to experience the atmosphere, they need to experience what it's about, and they need to meet the members and you can see how they interact. But I, like I say, I also want to see somebody train and see what so they're about. So they can walk through the gym without tripping over. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, then I would, um, I don't know if I'd do that in the, in the process maybe. Um, as part of the integration to the business, I would have them shadowing them. I would, have them shadowing me coach or one of my coaches yeah. take the session then I would be shadowing them coaching so it would be a longer process of um, knowing that they can handle the the, uh, the process and I would want to have them know the, the philosophies of the training inside yeah. out as well. Well look, obviously there's two types of employment, self-employed and employed. Most of the time they were probably talking about self-employed yeah. which means that we can do what you just said where we can almost go, do you know what, there's not many moments where you go, you've got the job it's probably going to be more like, I've decided when I let you teach two hours next week. And then you can build on that. Yeah. The two hours go well, you've got five hours. Five hours go well, you've got ten hours. Rather than going, you've got the job, 20 hours from next week. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Then, do you know what I mean? You, you've got the bonus of being able to integrate them yeah, eventually. If you want let to, them yeah. themselves. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Mike? Then? What would you say as a, as a workplace with, with the things you'd be looking for from the other person's angle? From um, someone who's hiring, from the, from the angle of somebody that is looking for a place to work from. Okay, um, you've done it a couple of times in the last two or three years. Yeah. It works both ways. What would you be looking for? So it's for me, it's it's the the, the actual general atmosphere of the place. Mm-hmm. So going back to everyone's philosophies. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you don't agree. You're not going to agree with everybody that you work with. You no, know, there's always going to be things there that you think are right and you think are wrong. But um, general kind of direction has to be the same for me. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. I, re, I responded really well to that, you know, when I came to M3, it was the fact that everyone has this very 
similar um, direction in terms of what you know, the forward thinking and what, where where they go with the training and all yeah. that nutrition and all that stuff. So for me, that was uh, that was a big part of it is what what everyone else thinks um, and about how they how they think about business essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I think making sure that they want to be part. If you're running a small group training company, they, they need to want to be part of it, not just work at it. It needs yeah. to be bigger than this is form of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. you have to, to kind of adopt. Job. You have to kind of adopt it as yours as well. Um, yeah, and that's one I, 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 you know, I, I can wait to get stuck into you know, but the yeah. three thing was actually feeling part of something as opposed to I work, I pay the studio rent so I can work there. Yeah, you, absolutely. It, it's, for me, you have to. You have to really buy in, and mm. you work within this, um, and yeah, work for it. I would say, you know, not yeah. even though you're self-employed. I think you know, it's a case of you do work for it. Yeah, it's and not the effort as if it's partly yours, like you say. You exactly. Yeah, it, it, it represents you. You represent it. Yeah, um, and, it, and you're all one. So that's yeah. that's big, especially in like a small studio. If mm. you have got sort of maybe five, six coaches, yeah. um, if you've got one or two that are in it for themselves essentially and not yeah, really buying into really it. it it can become yeah it can become a bit disrupting yeah. as well to, to everybody so you see your number one is environment yeah which therefore will make you happier which means you can perform what about um, managing your staff once you've got them in how do you keep them happy how do you keep them on point what sort of things do you do for them I think it's I mean I, I'm really big on this I've read loads of stuff on leadership and I find it really interesting I almost try experiments sometimes and something that everybody's always should be looking to develop. I think I, I'm quite pleased with how I've done in the first couple of years. Mm. I know I can certainly do better. Uh, so it all depends on your own personality type and yeah. the personality type you're dealing with. And I'm not talking about NLP or anything like that. I just mean, just understand how to interact with different Absolutely. people as well. Um, for me, obviously, it's going to depend on, on the individual mm. that the listener is because I think everybody's going to manage differently. A really key one that everybody can do is be level-headed. Try not to get overexcited about anything. Don't overpromise anything. Don't come in one day and go, do you know what, you've, you've, you've done amazing this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you next week off, and then next week you go, actually I can't because you've got such a sleep. <laughs> you, you need to chill out, stay level-headed, yeah. never get too excited about the good things, yeah. never get too downhearted about the bad things. You need to be the, the, the guy that sets that consistent and level-headed approach for our and lead the atmosphere and mood for our because you can't come in and go do you know what we've lost five members this week go mad and then everyone else is like really negative yeah whether you're doing really really good or really really bad we're still looking forward and we're still looking to it's like I me mean, i'm going to do it all the time but yeah. sir alex ferguson i think is an unbelievable leader and i've read lots of his stuff and it's really <laughs> applicable to yeah, don't be silly it's Scottish. it's really <laughs> applicable to the fitness industry what i really liked about him is even when because obviously most of the time United was successful. Even when they just won a trophy, you'd be the one that goes, brilliant, well done everyone, but next season we need to do this. Yeah, yeah. And even if they'd had a bad season, they'd be like, we're a bad season. Well, there's that really famous video of him. Season. Wait, who was he managing up before United? Was that Aberdeen? Yeah, Aberdeen, yeah. yeah. And they just won the cup, and they were running around behind him on the pitch, and he stood at the side giving this interview going, they didn't give it enough today. <laughs> you should have done this, you should have done that. I think they scraped it 1-0 or 2-1 or something, but you weren't happy with the performance. Um, and maybe that's a bit too far the other side but um, it, it's a testament to how focused he was on the end result I think that's that's part of it part of the stuff I love about having a, having a group of people that not necessarily work for me but work in a place that we're kind of in charge of the, the under, is, under your brand 
under the brand is that we run so we run a team meeting and we don't make people come to it we try and make it stuff that they want to do so we have um, stuff that PTs like so the other week we were discussing coaching points for squats what would you do if somebody had a deadlift but had a uh, you know a, a tight lower back and a and a, a dislocated shoulder and how would you combat it and we discussed it because in the end PTs are nerds about stuff like that and we like to talk about that stuff we like to get new ideas and we like to pass on ideas and stuff like that so we do a few little things like that but um, like I said before we, we've got a good team that all get on together so we like to plan things out when it came to Christmas we all, we know we, we all wanted to eat a big meal we all wanted to go out and get absolutely hammered so that's what we did mm-hmm. as, part, as part of the group and it was mint we do it again. We'll do it. You know, we do it with the members, but we also do it with just the staff. We're doing it. We, it's, it's our birthday soon. M 3s uh, birthday soon, and we're um, we're doing it again with just the staff. We're gonna go out. We're gonna, uh, we went. You know, we're gonna play some table tennis or some pool or summer. A little bit active, and we'll all get hammered, and it'll be a great time. Everyone will have a laugh. And I think making sure that, that you're on the same level socially really, really helps with um, maintaining a sort of working environment that people want to be in. It builds build the trust as well. I yeah. think that, you know, yeah. if you've got a small team of coaches, five, six, um, so I've been I've been in gyms with thirty coaches and I've and I've known a gym with, with seven mm-hmm. and the, the the trust becomes even more important uh, yeah. in that seventh, you know, because the, la- the last thing you want is for any animosity in terms of, you know, people scared of talking about that's a really good point like actually. On that point, one thing I would say about when you're looking at hiring and, and even building a structure strategy for the future as far as how your team will look at this point etc the smaller the better mm. that's why i say because no matter how good a manager you are try managing 30 people oh, yeah, i've been there done yeah, it. it was it, fucking it's, awful it's impossible to get everybody so, to be used to so i think a lot of the time people see how many staff you got to success it means nothing i'd rather have three people that are doing 30 that's people's work it. that are actually all earning loads of money rather than 30 people all earning less than they want to be earning. Well, that's what happened. So, I was managing yeah. 30 PTs, only 10 of them were making any real money. The rest of them were all struggling, yeah. sat around moaning, yeah. and then it created all these other bullshit personal stuff in between them, and this bodybuilder didn't agree with that power lifter, and this fucking calisthenics guy didn't agree with that um, so, you know, so yeah. uh, strong man, and whatever, whatever. And it, it, it was really, really tough. Uh, definitely looking at getting everybody working to their full capacity. It's better than getting more and more people exactly. in working below. Bring one in, get that person successful, fully on board, mm. ready in the position if you needed to to train the next one. Mm. Really doing a full on job with that person, and then you can bring in. And like I said, it's not about how many you've got; it's about how many hours or one of the teams doing. I suppose to yeah. be more of a, a show of success. And um, another point I'd say, as far as bringing people in, is that your mindset of bringing somebody in. So first of all, it shouldn't be a rush decision. You need to give yourself that time to do the process we said. But it's about seeing the new person, I would say, as an investment. Somebody you're going to probably have to lose money on at first. Somebody you're going to have to spend a lot of time mentoring and training up to be, even if they're a great coach, the way you coach, understanding your philosophies, your ethos, and not seeing them as dollar signs. I think a lot of businesses do this. They'll go, we've got to bring this guy in. He's going to bring in a huge client base. And that'll solve all our problems if we can get the roof done. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because oh. that client base can very quickly yeah. go and you're be left with the coach. Or if you've got your own facility, it's very easy to go, well, this PT pays, every PT pays 500 quid. If I get 10 of them, then I'll make loads of money. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's very, very easy to put that in your mind. In ours, we don't even, we don't even count the PT's rent as as, uh, as income. It's, a, it's an absolute bonus. It's not the not the way we want to make money. You know, um, there's you know you can pay a lot of rent to work in a place, and that, sometimes it works out. You know, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes facilities are that's how they run it. But if you if you pushing PT rents up to earn more money, then you're in a bad place with the relationship with your staff, um, and it's not going to work out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. A lot of business obviously run on that, and it's different models where it will work. Of course. Um, my only point would be to say, like I said, it's more about an investment. I think it's a much better way to look at it. Yeah. Um, and I'm building them up gradually rather than when they come in, that's the most they're ever going to make you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so on the, so. On the uh, subject of investments, we're going to move on to talking about outsourcing. Um, so hiring another company or another service to take over a certain part or to do a do a job or a service for, you, for your business. Um, the one we always come back to on this, one that's a massive one for me, it's a massive bugbear, is a graphic designer. It's a good first point. So you want to try and build a logo. You go to a build a logo website, you build one, it looks all right, you've spent five hours on it. How much you charge per hour? What? Even if you, what, you charge 30 quid an hour and you've just done yourself out of five hours that you could be getting two clients, new clients, you could have been delivering sessions, you could have earned loads of money when you were pissing around. And in the end, that logo you've built is going to look shit compared to what a graphic designer could be. You talk a bit like that, you know, that's £150 you potentially lost out on. Yeah. And what? A logo yeah. costs and a lo- eight. And a logo could really cost eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could even get one on a cheap one on Fiverr and it would probably look better than what you would give it. Probably not. You're better off getting a proper designer. But you know, as, as it goes, you're better off getting somebody who knows what they're doing to do it. So outsourcing little things like that. Not only knowing where to outsource, it's a structure that you have to go through with them. It's, it's holding yourself to standards with that. So... You're outsourcing, again, I'm going to use the, the designer because we all know it. We'll, we'll come back to what else you should be outsourcing in a minute. For now, we're going to talk about the process of outsourcing. Um, you've got your graphic designer, you found them. Pay them for the service. Don't offer them PT. Pay them money. Um, don't offer them group sessions. If they ask for that, then yeah, but don't go as that as a, as a price because people do it all the time and it pisses me off. Um, pay them for the time. They're worth it because that's what they do, just like you're worth it because that's what you do for a living. And you get a better job for it as well. Absolutely. Um, set deadlines with them. Ask them how long it'll take and hold them to that deadline. I need this. This is a brief of what I need. I need a logo that it contains this, this, and this. I want it to have this feel, and I need it by this date. And if that date turns up and they haven't got it, then ask them where it is, and if they give you any shit about it, sack them, get your money back, and get it off somebody else, just like you would in any other form of service. Um, or, you know, be lenient, it's whatever it is, but it's just, it's just making sure that you hold yourself and hold them to the same sort of standards that people hold you at as a business, and that you expect to be held at because it's a professional exchange of money for services, yeah? Um, and that, and then the, the, the next point is just is to be professional about it. Don't comment on somebody's Instagram. You look great. I'd love to work with you. Find their email. Get them. Email them a proper message. I'm looking for this service. This is what I need. This is what I need it by. Can your company help with this service? Um, it's really, really easy and really lazy to post something on UKPTs. Anybody got a designer? That, yeah. that is that is my pet hate on social media. 
is an Instagram story or a Facebook status like yo any graphic designers hit me up get at me because you know he was not going to hit you up good graphic designers exactly exactly or you know any photographers on here you know DM me yeah but good photographers are out taking photos they're not looking at your story so find the right person just like you would expect them to do for your service if um, imagine the an accountant yo boot camps hit me up put on the Facebook page people are like what the fuck are you doing it doesn't it only happens in the fitness industry I might happen in your that all says just so you know I'm a photographer yeah because I'm doing big things yeah yeah, rather than actually needing a photographer absolutely but when you do actually find a good designer as well whatever you use it be fresh on your side too because they could easily just sack you as well yeah absolutely Um, absolutely. but once you've got them as well it's such a benefit to have that person there for you where you know that they understand how you work, you understand how they work, and when you do need something doing, say if you needed an ebook doing now, it's a big job. When you've got a designer that knows exactly what you mean with one email, that's it, done. And next week you'll have it on your in your email inbox. Yeah. Rather yeah. than weeks of back and forth, when, like this, like you mean. When you've worked with a photographer before and you've given the brief and they've designed stuff for you, when you work with a videographer and they've made you stuff before, you know what, John, I need another video making cool. This is a day some free, this is how much it costs, cool, down, and they already know. And getting these relationships built around your business will streamline the whole process of getting anything done. Um, and there's certain certain things like designers and photographers, videographers that are pretty uh, vital, I would say, in in how you present your brand. If your all your videos are taken by you, edited by you, and um, advertised by you, then they're going to be at a certain standard. If you're getting somebody who knows what they're doing, just like the logo, you're going to get a better standard. And obviously, it depends on how much money you've got to to invest in that sort of stuff. But it's one of those things that I always think. Just invest in it. Find the money. Invest it. Uh, if you again, if you charge thirty pound an hour and you go to a videographer and say, "How much would you charge for this video? I really want it to make this uh, to make you know to make the new ad," and they say, "Oh, I charge five hundred quid." You can go, "Oh, five hundred quid. That's X amount of sessions. Go and find those sessions and pay the guy, or you know, shop around and find the and find the other. If it's what you really want, it's what you really want it to look good. Then find the money, make the money, and go out and get it. Don't try and be cheap on it on this sort of stuff. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Relationships are important as well. Um, I mean, I've, I've I've used a few different designers, and it is difficult going, especially a designer. It's difficult going designer to designer to designer. If you're looking for a, a sort of continuous theme in your business, yeah, yeah. Right? If you've if you've got this one designer, he's worked, you know, he's done everything for you over the last sort of three four years, then that just it just makes it seamless. Like everything just has that same feel yeah, about it. But it saves you so much time, as I said before. It just it makes big jobs into little jobs you're going to get things back quicker you're going to get yeah. things you know there's less adjustments people mm-hmm. know yeah you know, absolutely I guess the same could be said for any, any uh, well any that's it what else would you th- what else would you say uh, well, generally I've been, using, I've been using a designer since day one so for me the first thing I would outsource is probably the designer yeah that's it, me too that's why I go to it straight away it, it gives you your business a professional look from day one I think like there's some things where yeah you may need to be yourself a bit at first but I do believe a designer for the price you can get as well you'd be surprised some things are really expensive but mm. some are, are reasonable and you can yeah. find the money for it yeah, it like makes say, a big difference I mean Fiverr's not going to be the, the one that you're going to build a million pound business on but no. when you need a logo Fiverr is meant it's a website they, they give you a, a brief it's not all five pound but a lot of it is really really cheap and I've had videos logos uh, things on that when you, yeah, it, it's great definitely yeah, it's yeah. not that important stuff and even sometimes as well logo is the most important thing too 
It can be, but it's also. I've, I've got one I think is more important than uh, more important than the singer. Go on. And accountant. Ooh. I'll move on to that next. I want. I put that second, but it's probably just equal, really. Mm. I think it's it's yeah. a huge we're straight off, maybe not at that point, but yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in terms of looking back. But it's the same. You can get very, very similar. You can get an accountant to just do your year-end tax. You don't need to have one on hand, like uh, ready to go. You don't need to pay one monthly. You can if you want, obviously, and it's nice to have around when you've got any questions or when you're really trying to work out your finances, then yeah, it is. But you can go and pay. I went to one of the best accounting firms in uh, in Manchester City Centre, so you know they're not they're not cheap. And to just do my year in taxes was two hundred pounds. You know how much he saved me on my first tax compared to my last one. That went, the last one I did on my own about four years ago. The next one that I got this accountant to do, he saved me nearly £900 on stuff I didn't know and process that I was doing wrong. Um, so to pay him £200 for that process, I'm buzzing. Yep. Why? Why is that a bad thing? It's a no-brainer. It's, a, it's an absolute no-brainer. There, there was a coach working in the gym at the time of me who we, he earned almost half what I earned, yeah? maybe two-thirds of what I earned, and he paid the same tax as I did. And I was saying, what the fuck this are you paying? Yeah. And he didn't know. He was like, well, I just filled it in, and I did this, I did that, and he, you trying to fill out your own tax return, unless you're gonna invest loads of time into, into studying exactly how to do it and what to do, is a no-go. It, it will cost you money. Get an accountant, there's loads of decent, well-priced accountants out there, and there's loads of specific fitness ones now, um, my insurance company, Financial Fit, they do they do an accounting service. I think it's about twenty quid a month. Yeah, fucking yeah. do it. Like it, it will save you money in the end. Little these little jobs that PTs go. No, no, no. I'm not, I'll just do it myself. It's ridiculous. So, key one accountant, key one designer. For me, I mean, I'll, I'll just give my, my personal example. Go for I've it. had the same designer, same accountant, same. I've just sat in until recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different accountant now. But <laughs> So like like the, the, the reason that Josh uh, uh, got rid of his accountant, he was a what? What did I say? He said he was a David Brent. Yeah, he's a bit of a David Brent. <laughs> a bumbling idiot, he said to me. He did the job, he did my deadlines, and he understood what I was doing. <laughs> but the second, uh, like, like, he made a mistake anyway, but let's pretend I still got him. So I've got the same design, the same accountant, same videographer, and same photographer now for four years. So whenever I need something to do with it, it's just like going up to the bar and saying, same again. You know what I mean? They know exactly what I want. It makes things so yeah. efficient. It's like when Josh it's walks into any coffee shop in Didsbury. Yeah. Hey, Josh, what the usual, son? Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Don't ask again, you know what I want. But um, I've had to say, and I see you those as part of my team, just like my coaches. I've got a guy on my team that's my photographer. I've got a guy on my team that's my designer, yeah. um, videographer, and accountant. They're people that I use all the time. And if I need anything, I don't hesitate to just go email them. Um, I'll need you on this day. Are you available? Well, and, well, and, you and, and it gives it gives continuity as well to the whole business. Yeah, it does. It makes things so much easier. What's that? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, the four things that come straight to my mind. What else have we got? Uh, I don't know. I we've we've not long uh, just outsourced the cleaner. Well, we've got yes. cleaner. Yeah. Um, because first we've been doing it ourselves for a long time, and obviously that's part of it. In it when you're on your facility. Um, but we're getting to the point now where our time could be a bit more productive elsewhere. Uh, for the cost of hiring a cleaner to do it all, wasn't that much. So we're moving on and we've just outsourced the cleaner as well. 
Yeah, I think only and, costs twenty quid a week, man. Mm, it's, and it's, it's well worthwhile. Yeah, and knowing where knowing where these steps are, and being aware of how valuable your time is, um, mm. is all part parcel of, the, of what we're talking about outsourcing people here. Um, same with you know you, you know we're talking about the di- designers and accountants, whatever. You're spending hours cleaning a week. Them hours could be put to advertising, marketing, networking. It could be it could be really valuable time for you. Yeah. Another one actually, I've outsourced hydration. <laughs> so uh, we have those water bottle guys coming once a week, fill up our water filters, and uh, I suppose realistically, I mean, it sounds silly, but you'd have people going and getting bottles all the time because I, I don't like people having to go to the taps. Um, so that that's made things a lot more professional, a lot easier, and mm-hmm. they just do the job. They just they know what time to come, they know what time the doors are open, they know the code to our doors, come and stick them on in there. And I suppose you could consider that another thing for outsourced. Mm-hmm. Little things like that make a big, big difference. But that's more like when you've got your own facility stuff. When it's just a, a, a when you're in somebody else's facility, or if you're outdoors, then managing the the, the, the market and the advertising, your accounts can definitely be outsourced for for, for not very much. So yeah, I, I usually sort of uh, this you know decide the importance of it on how long is this going to take me to do this, and, and you know what's it going to be like. So going back to the logo, you know, I'll be sitting, I could be sitting for, or sorry, no, say tax, taxes, yeah, yeah. sitting there and I'm thinking that's going to take me three, four days to do something like that. That's yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Whereas just by, you know, what would that be in sessions? You know, or what would that be in terms of what I could potentially do marketing-wise or yeah. create some content, useful content, or, you know, build some relationships, people go networking, anything. Yeah. I can use, I could use that thing for all that stuff. Whereas I could just then pay the money that, I mean, you might earn triple that money in that time if it's used effectively as well. So yeah. I, I usually keep, I usually wait up that way, you know, in terms of... It's got to be a business decision, hasn't it? It's got to be a sensible business decision, which brings me on to another one, which I'm not going to have a go about, but I still personally can't see it. Other people may be perfect, but a really popular one, which has calmed down a bit now, but everyone was going mad about it a few months ago, was having an assistant, <laughs> virtual and real assistant, and I think that's one... I mean, I don't get me wrong, I would love to go, oh, my assistant, I'll take that I... call. But I, I can't it, wait to get an it, assistant. That's on my. I can't even think of one job I could get them to do because most of it, I'd need <laughs> to do it myself. Come in and be like, they'd be saying, "Look, Josh, you don't give me any work for about ten days. Mm. What job is there?" Like, I don't know. You know what I think of when I think assistant? Um, police academy. Remember police academy one? The little guy who was well, well, got really annoyed about Mahoney, and he's just send his little skivvy off to do everything. He'd be raging, combing his hair, and his guy'd be running off doing all the errands like a little minion. Like, that's what I think of. I don't really want an assistant, but I just think Virtual assistants are popular now, and some people consider that the first thing. Let me just say one thing. Do not get an assistant before you get a designer, <laughs> accountant, all the things we discussed. What if you get an there. assistant to hire those people? <laughs> or you get a middleman to hire people. A middleman. <laughs> um, I've had a conversation with a PT before, and when I've asked them sessions, um, how many sessions are doing, how many clients have got, um, what they do for marketing, what they do for this, you know, and they've been all over the place, don't know the sessions, don't know what they're doing, just speak to people on the gym floor, don't know what I'm doing, don't know what I'm doing, like hectic. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. calm down, I'm trying to get a bit of a handle on, to trying to get everything calm. And they said to me, I'm gonna get an assistant, and your assistant will blow her fucking brains out before, <laughs> before you, you take an assistant, and an uh, unstructured, un, un um, systemized, um, business and just ask them to run it, they're not going to know what to do. If you haven't got your system in place and a system can't help, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because if it if you're you're putting out fires constantly, you're reactive, um, 
your assistant can't do what you do. It has to be processes in place that somebody else can take over. So an assistant doesn't help with that. So you really, really uh, got it in place. But no, none of these people are here to, to start your mess. No, they're here to be given a clear. What's the word? Brief. Brief. A brief. Uh, of what you, you want doing. You, you go uh, to your yeah, designer and go, I need a logo. Uh, I kind of like a night tick and I kind of like um, the Adidas badge. Um, do something like that. See you later. They're not yeah. going to know what to do. You need to know. They need to know where they're going to use it, what the feel of it is, the colour scheme, what, um, how often it's going to be used. Is it going to go on walls? Is it going to go on T-shirts? Mm-hmm. Um, what you want the brand to be known for, what you, what you stand for, what your beliefs are. They need to know all of this stuff to get the right feel for the brand. Um, and same goes with a photographer and anything else you ever, you're ever patching with anybody who's designed anything for your business. Um, they're not, if, if you're not give, you can't give a clear and focused brief, nobody's going to want to work with you. It's not a professional way to conduct yourself. I, I did that about my last ebook actually. I sent that to a designer. Um, and I thought I'd sent a fairly big email. You know, then, you know, explaining what I wanted and what I was looking for. Yeah. And I got this email back and I think no word of a lies of 15, 16 questions, like open ended questions on yeah. what what else I wanted. And yeah, yeah. that took me a bit I was just sitting there, ready. I wasn't ready for all that. I was yeah. like, I've got to sit down and allocate time in my diary for this to reply to this email and it just showed like the level straight away though I mean I, I was in no doubt I was getting a good job. I knew what I was what I was I was you know really looking forward to seeing the so outcomes I knew it was and this coming. is how you, you were in your own business you know what was just said there you knew you were getting a good job because of how professional yeah. stand as well and that's how yeah. that's how you need to take all of this on and the same other thing as well actually about that to the assistant is you shouldn't be bringing them in just because you're trying to avoid a certain thing I think anytime you're bringing somebody in it's something that you've maybe realised that you can't do or you've been doing it and it's time to offload that. Like the system should not be doing anything you've not already been doing. See, I, I see what you're saying. Sell, sell, get them to do the sales calls. Yeah. You can't get a system. You need a, a, you need a salesperson to do the sales calls. Yeah, and mm. also, if you're sat there watching them do it, just do them yourself. Like you need to train yourself up, learn that kind of part of the business. And mm. then, say, if you ever get a salesperson, teach them how you've been doing it. And obviously have a reason of what you're going to be doing with that time. Uh, I, was, just I, do have, I do hear sometimes that, that's right that topic there of you know this, um, determining your own strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. uh, and rather than you know talking about your own weaknesses all the time and trying to improve them it's a case of doubling down on your strengths and yep. you know, yep. outsource the weakness essentially so, absolutely yeah, yeah. You know, what you're saying Definitely. there yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah yeah do stick to what you're good at it's a um, carry piece of it yeah um, yeah I've heard it on um, the Fisella as well um, so many times I mean I, I'm all up for outsourcing your weaknesses but just things like putting making the sales calls and for example putting more like answering your phone like, if you're not even that busy yet well, yeah, well, it, has, it, it has to be cost effective and it has to be practical for your business yeah. if you're doing it for any other reason then it's not, it's not right if it's saving you money saving you time um, if it's going to make the standards of your business way better then yeah then invest some time and some money into it yeah absolutely so we've covered hiring coaches, the process of bringing them in, maybe how you're going to get them in, the reasons for getting them in, the actual ethos behind hiring people, the things you might outsource, and how to deal with somebody when you're outsourcing. Yeah. Um, anything else from anybody? No, thanks about well, it. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mike. Yeah, so follow Mike uh, on Facebook and Instagram. It's Michael McLaren Fitness. 
Um, he's in uh, the Facebook group. If you're on the Facebook group, the group Facebook group. If you're not, you fucking should be. Uh, have a search for it on Facebook. Um, Mike's in there. So if you've got any questions for Mike, if you want to hear more from him, uh, I definitely recommend following him on there as well. He puts some great stuff out. Um, we'll be back soon with another podcast. I'm not going to give it time because I don't know when it's going to be. We'll be back with more podcasts and uh, more information in the group to get yourself in there and give us a shout if you think we've like resonated anything with you today or if you think Josh is talking absolute shit again. And if you do want a request to join the group, I'll get my assistant to send the request. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, guys.